Buffy because she hates jewelry. She hates flowers. We don't do Valentine's Day. And that's it. Is that lucky? <laughs> I mean, I think I got lucky. Okay. I mean, she likes like candy and chocolate and sweets. and. Some people have a hard time with others shower- showering themselves with like yeah yeah but they're okay with self-love and self yeah yeah i i don't buy anything for myself like ever this is probably the nicest thing i've ever gotten myself hmm. oh and and this <laughs> <laughs> well um you pay rent every month so that's pretty nice too uh, yeah i treat myself with <laughs> you my, know my place. that's an expensive thing that you <laughs> that's true yeah I was yeah. talking to my mom, and my mom said that my dad got really sad when I left. Oh. And he's just kind of like mopey. He's like, oh. You're not that far. I'm also not that far. You're not that far. I'm a 15 minute bike ride. So. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, honestly, my mom was like devast. She was kind of devastated when I moved to Texas, but um. Well, also because you're her only kid. Yeah, I'm an only. So, like, my parents... I mean, even my dad, I had this discussion with him a couple of days ago. I was like, Dad, I, I think I need to move somewhere else. I think I need to just, like, pack up and move again. He was like, no, you're staying here. And part of me thinks it's because, you know, he wants me to finish school here and everything. But another part of me thinks, like, my parents just selfishly want me to be here so that they can keep an eye on me or something i'll always be a child right <laughs> yeah and i think that's you know how it feels to be an only child because yeah. it's just hmm. were you spoiled as a kid um this is such a hard question for me to answer because when i think of spoiled i think of america just in general you know the fact that uh how privileged we are to live in this country yeah so um but but did my parents, you know, lavish me with expensive gifts and stuff like that? Not really. I had a pretty normal childhood. I mean, like, I got a got a scooter for <laughs> for <laughs> which I I should have. I that was my fault. I should have picked the bike. But <laughs> I also yeah. got a bike when I was a lot younger with training wheels on it. That was cool. No, not spoiled. More more um. They, my parents aren't, they're not emotionally indulgent. They don't, yeah. um, they're like, okay, whatever. And then, yeah. you know, when I make a decision and then they're like, okay, you suffer the consequences, whatever. <laughs> but they're not like, you, you know, um, they don't kiss my ass. They don't praise me. I didn't hear like, I'm proud of you very often. Yeah. Um, which is probably why I'm so self-deprecating and I, <laughs> I, I it makes sense. <laughs> And I feel like, you know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I didn't make the right decisions when I was younger. I don't know. That reminds me of uh, the I'm proud of you thing. Mm-hmm. I got a B plus in English. And my dad called my teacher and asked, why Why did he get a B plus? And the teacher pulled me aside and she's like, your dad called about your grade. And I go, the B plus? He goes, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't too happy. I was like, a B plus? He wasn't happy with a B plus? But... Wow. So she gave me extra credit work, and I got to an A. And, but I didn't hear, like, oh, good for you. It was just like, mm-hmm. you got a B plus. Okay. Could they weren't They weren't better. tiger parents. <laughs> they weren't, like, they wanted me to do my best, but not expecting me to be the best. Like, I see some kids in high school when, when at Monrovia, they were expected to be the best, and it, like, wrecked them. Yeah, no, I, I well, because you peak. You, you, yeah. bur- you, you burn out by the time you get to college. It happened to me, like, a little bit. My my dad worked at the elementary school that I went to, so he was teaching all the older kids while I was going through, you know, <laughs> the lower grades. And um, it, I guess in a way, he didn't hover, but, like, in a way, his presence there, it's like I always had felt like I needed to be, like, a model student in a lot of ways. I'm very capable, and I think that I... I, you know, I, I'm very aware of my strengths and stuff like that. But it's like when you're also aware of your weaknesses at that age, it can like really yeah. make you neurotic and make you be like, well, and also, you know, kids compare each 
you know, yeah. compare themselves to their peers all the time. I didn't really, I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, I didn't really have like body issues, but I had like weird grade issues. Like grades were so mm-hmm. important in, in private school. I don't know if that's what you went through. Not grades. I don't know. I was in my own little world. <laughs> I was just like. La La Land. I think because my parents had me when they were young. Yeah. And I hung around with just people who were 15, 20 years older than me. I mean, my parents had me when they were 20 and 21. Mm -hmm. But all my aunts and uncles were teenagers when I was born. And I kind of didn't have that, like, little, I don't know how to, baby thing. They were just all like, hey, what's up, dude? Mm -hmm. And they talked to me, like, not as a child. I don't know, just like normal conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um... I think that's what kind of disinterested me from people my age. Mm-hmm. And I started hanging out with older people in high school. So, like, people in their 20s. And then that makes I'm, sense. I that is the... such an only child thing. Because yeah. I remember being, like, seven or eight years old and my parents would have parties with their friends. And they'd bring their kids. And I would have no interest in the kids. I would go and yeah. hang out at the adults' table and, and talk about anything and everything. And I have a ton of cousins. Yeah. And, but I was like one of the first few, like I was one of the first three in my dad's side of the family. And there was just us and then we just all kind of had that same mentality. I think we're the most mature out of the whole family. Mm-hmm. And then the younger kids, I mean, they'll fend for themselves and be weirdos, <laughs> but I've always had an interest in, in hanging out with older people. Yeah. So most same. of my friends are in their forties. Same. I, um, I really enjoy hanging out with people that have lived and have yeah. experiences that are so far out from anything that I could ever imagine. That's always neat. Yeah. To be like, what? You did that? <laughs> um, when I worked at the recorder's office, there was a, a guy in the basement. He was like, he never told us his age, but we knew he was 70. Mm-hmm. And he was like the coolest dude ever <laughs> and the most fascinating guy because he did so much in his life. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting to hear him talk. And we just cracked peanuts and eat in the basement and that was it that's and, awesome but you can't have like a conversation with someone in their 20s and it was like are you going to coachella <laughs> like i don't i want to hear what you did in east la back in the 60s <laughs> like what was it like yeah <clears throat> that was peak la 60s i yeah. think um at least that's what my parents say although they were children at that age so <laughs> but yeah it's definitely i saw that video you sent me of the the what the metro looks like oh, now yeah, yeah. And, oh god the homeless issue don't even get me started on that <laughs> but... there was a dude on rogan uh like maybe three four days ago he's he's a, a progressive guy but he's running independent against newsom mm-hmm. and i think he might get my vote i anyone anyone <laughs> other than newsom can we please have anyone else i'm so tired of these crusty career politicians that just yeah. you know they all they care about is their their bottom line they don't care about us i don't know i had this i had this like really weird interaction with my neighbor a couple nights ago when i was walking my dog I ran into him and he was like, oh, I just got back from the Monrovia City Council because I guess they're having elections soon or uh-huh. whatnot. And he was telling me, he's like, there's this young guy. And I'm like, how young? Like 30s? Like, he's like, no, like mid 20s. There's this young guy running. I'm like, that's cool. He's like, yeah, I hate all the old people. <laughs> I will never vote for anyone old. I want some fresh blood in there. And I thought about it and I was like, well... I don't know about like age, but the sentiment behind that is actually kind of nice because yeah. what you're saying is you don't want people that have done the same thing for years. You want new blood. You want people that are going to make decisions and see things from a different angle. And, and you know, the someone that's also passionate before you, yeah. like when you're a career politician, you get burnt out. Oh, yeah. You, you don't care anymore after like you've seen it all basically, but. Either, uh die the hero or you be, you know <laughs> yeah you become the villain you turn into the villain yeah that's so true and like monrovia is really um they're they've been known to like have a lot of the old people stay in city council and just like mm-hmm. continue making the same decisions my cousin's a councilman actually in Dwarty. no way yeah 
Wow. And, and he's, uh, what, 27, 28? He's, wow. He's been involved with the community. But, like, maybe you need someone younger sometimes to have a different perspective. Maybe a di- diversity. Yeah. You know? I mean, I can see both sides. I can see experience. Like, if you're older, you have experience. You also understand. You're a little bit more aware that you can't just, like, push things through. There's a process. Yeah. Um, things take time and money and all of those, you know, um, it, I, that's why I think that both generations, like us millennials and boomers, we should really collaborate instead of constantly fighting each other. Yeah. Although it's so fun to fight sometimes, don't you think? <laughs> I Absolutely, mean, isn't yeah. it, isn't it fun to sort of ba- blame the boomers for... <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they want to talk about participation trophies and yeah. like, well, who who came up with that idea? Because I was four when I got mine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the problems that we have now are created by boomers, obviously, because they're the ones that were in charge. Yeah. But we're also responsible for what we do, you know. Oh, definitely. It, it comes down to the thing of fault and responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not our fault, but it's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but boomers it was their responsibility and now it's their fault too so <laughs> oh, well they're in a tough spot yeah i mean they're all their parents are are going or gone already yeah you know i don't have any grandparents left on this I earth so i whew, it's weird watching your parents age we were having this conversation like last time we hung out yeah. about just like how strange it is to like get old yourself but then also see t- time and age of your parents yeah. like my parents are almost gonna be 70 my parents barely turned 50 so yeah that's but like they're late 60s so. it, one guy who was that i worked with he was about like late 40s and he was saying it was kind of weird that he used to worry about his son all the time and now his son worries about him <laughs> And I go, yeah, I can see that because I worry about my parents. I do too. I don't let them know, like, hey, I don't check their diets or anything. But, you know, I always wonder, like, hey, are they okay? Do they <laughs> you don't check anything? their diets. I don't check their diets. <laughs> I, I tried to get my dad to eat healthier. That did not go over well. He is so, I. it's so funny because he always tells me, he's like, you're so stubborn. You're so stubborn. I'm like, no, do you not understand the hypocrisy of it all? You're the stubborn one. I tried to get you to change one thing about your diet because you complained that you wanted to lose weight. And he's like, nope, I'm not giving up this, 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 and this. He's a sugaraholic, though. Candy rope <laughs> so, and everything? Or oh, what? my God. It's the, it's, he buys those packs of, like, Hubba Bubba bubble gum <laughs> and just, just goes through that, like, like water. It's crazy. I'm like, how is your stomach not in knots? Like, all the time. Because if I eat too much sugar, I'm in pain. I I was trying to figure out why I have this, like, I have stomach issues. If, mm-hmm. I, have, if I drink milk, I'm done. If I <laughs> eat, like, one wrong thing, I'm done. Yeah. My dad would eat, like, Doritos and sour cream and <laughs> all these things, and he'd be fine. Yeah. And then I, I did it at his age. Like, I learned from it when I was, like, a kid. So when he was 30, I was, what, 10. And... I do it now at 31, and I'm like, I, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's over. Yeah. So I just call that man a machine. I don't know what he, he's built out of. Because he's still going. <laughs> he still eats junk food, and he's still, like, in shape. Yeah. So. No, my dad um, has, like, gas. Like, he's been to the hospital because, like, there's this. I forget the name of it, but there's, like, um, it's, like, where parts of your, like, intestines die. And then they get reabsorbed by your body. He's, like, had that. Like, he has stomach issues. And so I keep on trying to lead him to to better solutions. And he's like, no. And, and that's because, too, also, I'm a little bit more woo-woo in, like, how I approach things. Like, I'm, I will embrace Eastern medicine. I'll, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about the herbs and the crystals and all that. Well, maybe not so much the crystals, but they're pretty. I like the way <laughs> they look. Um, But, yeah, he thinks I'm, like, you know, trying to be his, like, spiritual guru. <laughs> but, really, I just don't want him to suffer. Yeah. I don't want to see my parents in pain. It sucks. I've been actively trying to switch my diet now because I'm thinking about the long haul. Mm-hmm. And um, I had 
carrots, broccoli, and celery for lunch with a little bit of hummus for a few days, I felt unstoppable. Wow. And then I had, uh, what was it? McDonald's because I was in a pinch and Mm -hmm. I needed something quick. I died. Mm -hmm. It was over. (laughs) So I need to go back to the the whole veggies for lunch thing and then maybe meat for dinner. I don't know. And isn't that weird that when you eat fast food, this is this is how I know I'm definitely getting older. Is that it? It's like drinking. It's like you you do it, and oh no no no, you're not just bad for one day. It affects you for a few days afterwards. Yeah. You you can feel it. The long term effects. Like I can't do Mickey D's, man. It's not worth Neither it. Neither can I. It's so it's so bad. I'm like, what did they put in this? It's so good. I went. Uh... Cause I went up to San Jose for the, the weekend. Yeah. And it's coming down. And the only thing that was there on the road was just McDonald's. And I got a 10-piece. And I hated my life the whole rest <laughs> of the way down. I was like, uh, feel the grease clogging my artery. Those chicken nuggets. I, I mean, like, I know they're not chicken. But it's always the thing that I get. Because I, I don't know why, but, like, red meat is something that kind of scares me at fast food restaurants. Uh-huh. Like, I, I like In-N-Out, uh, you know. When I was in Texas, like Whataburger was pretty good too. Okay. Everyone, never... everyone from California craps on Whataburger, and everyone from Texas craps on <laughs> In and Out. It's kind of like the. Wait till they get an In and Out. Well, they have some, no. Um. Yeah, they do, and no one is ever there. Like no Texan ever goes to In and Out. It's kind of funny that they actually decided to uh, move the chain through some of those southern states because. They already had well-established uh, fast food trains. And, like, the crazy thing about Texas is that everything's drive through Like, everything. You could get, like, uh, you could go in a line from, like, Dairy, Dairy Queen to, like, Burger King to, I don't know, getting a malt at, mm-hmm. a, you know. It just, it's like... They've designed like the perfect utopian fast food dream over there, which is dangerous. And that's why I think like maybe the South might have some weight issues, (laughs) but also brilliant kudos (laughs) because when you're in a hurry, there's always something on the side of the freeway. (laughs) That's weird because over here we have not an obesity problem. We have a underweight problem from all the the meth and fentanyl. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, they're... They have their homeless issue now, too, or they're, you know, they're, the drug thing is everywhere. I think every major city is being affected, but. Yeah. You know, surprisingly, when I went to San Francisco and I went on the wharf, not too many homeless people. Here's what I, okay, I have a theory. I have a theory. It's a conspiracy theory, okay? But I think old new scum is... I think he's been, I think he lifted mask mandates and I think he's cleaning up some of the homeless issues and sort of displacing them because of re-election. Like, I definitely think that this is like one last push to like stay in everyone's that, good graces. That makes sense. Uh, it's a little late in my opinion. Yeah, for that's, me. I mean, here's, but the problem is, is that we're talking about the average voter, which the average voter is just not informed, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's willful ignorance, basically. You're just choosing, okay, what sounds better? And he's, you know, he's, he's the better looking, you know, he's got the slick back hair and he's, you know, he's got that like, to me, he looks, you know, slimy politician gross, but a lot of women find him attractive and find him charismatic and you know he's he's I'd, related to pelosi I'd so yes you would i would fuck oh <laughs> i'd peg him I'd, I'd i'd be a power bottom for him <laughs> not, <laughs> no, i would like, not <laughs> no he he looks kind of like if eddie munster got out and got a little bit of sunlight in my opinion have you seen like the edited pictures of him with the joker face it's yeah. it's honestly terrifying i'm like he wears that way way that face paint way too well it looks good it's creepy it's so <laughs> he's so creepy looking to me he he does look like a vampire to me that's allowed to step in the oh sun. yeah oh yeah like are you vampire or lizard people because like we're 
yeah, we're in that. He does look territory. greasy though to me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The hair, nobody gets the hair without some grease. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think that it's all. I think that every time there's election, there, you know, everyone cleans up and like, you know, puts, you know, ties all the loose ends and sort of just yeah. like covers the shit, puts the band aid on the bullet wound, you know, hoping the bleeding will stop. And nothing ever gets better, but the wool goes over our eyes and we don't see it. And then we vote. We vote with our emotions. We vote with our feelings. You know, what feels good? Oh, I want to be a part of the party or the, you know, the movement that, you know, where they're saying all the right things. It's like, I don't know, people. Our generation is really privy to that. Yeah. I'm waiting for a candidate to come out and say, like, hey. The state that I'm running for really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone goes, that's not nice to say. I live here. But I think we need somebody who's just going to point out all the flaws and what we need to do to fix them. Yeah. And not just, like you say, bullet over the, or bandit over the bullet wound. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been, I'm, the reason why I'm like, this is kind of in the forefront of my mind is I've been, I've been reading, um, I reread like Anatomy of the State, which is just a, you know, it's a libertarian text mm-hmm. um just kind of like the the basics of like libertarian values and stuff and i i'm just i'm going back to my libertarian roots the, i'm the like utopian uh, yeah i'm like libertarian liberty for all and like no one tell me what to do i hate every party and every ideology just give me freedom <laughs> yeah libertarians are kind of interesting people because they might not all agree on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's left libertarians, and then there's right, right libertarians, and then there's the non-crazy moderate libertarians. But you got to have a little bit of crazy. You got to have like a little bit of, of, it makes it interesting, at least. Uh, Republicans and Democrats got plenty of crazy, so. I mean, that's too much crazy. <laughs> I don't know. What's that dude that was um, soliciting underage girls? Matt Gates or uh, was that? I think that's his name. Is that who is that? He's Wait. some Republican uh, senator, and he got caught. And he's been begging Trump. For, he was begging Trump for a pardon before he got out. And then uh, Jordan Kepler was uh, talking about the June, uh, January sixth insurrection thing. Mm-hmm. They were doing like this whole reenactment or something. Mm-hmm. He said, "Isn't that kind of childish? Or is that what attracts you to it?" And that guy just like shoved him out of the way. I was like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Good old politics. That's fun. Maxine Waters, too. (laughs) Did you see her? (laughs) No. She did this thing and uh, she went down, I think, I don't know if it was Skid Row or where it was, but um, she was addressing the the homeless population that wants Section 8 so they could get off the streets. Some people, you know, do Mm want to get off the streets. And they started crowding around her, and they started yelling at her, like, so what are we going to do? We need more facilities. We need more access to applications. And she said, go home. Are <laughs> you serious? Yeah. And some lady goes, I can't. I'm homeless. <laughs> and, and she just went on this tangent about, like, how people, I'm doing my best, and they don't help me in Washington. And I was like, that lady just told a bunch of homeless people to go home. <laughs> go back to your bridge. Like, <laughs> go back to your overpass. Oh my god. Is there the, is the, there... this this is my new catchphrase for 2022 because I feel like I've seen it all and then and then I get shocked again. The audacity. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I'm just going to say that every time I hear something in absolutely insane. Is <sighs> there like a percentage of homeless people that are actually trying to get off the street that you know of or i don't have statistics or like numbers but when i when i did that when i did all the research for Mm -hmm. my my paper i was um interestingly enough it was it's kind of like you need like a you know first couple steps to get the ball rolling Mm -hmm. so it's it's not that people don't want to get off the street it's that they don't see any other life other than the one that they're living so what that means is that you have to give them options and movement towards something 
mm-hmm. that is safe, something that is better than what they're they're currently living, and something that also doesn't, um, I I don't know, uh, make them make them even better drug addicts or Mm -hmm. better like something that doesn't fuel you know whatever mental illness or whatever addiction that they're going through so there there needs to be structure and and i think i think people politicians you know they don't they don't know how to go about that they don't because how do we handle mental health in this country first of all it's all our own responsibility we don't have public healthcare yeah. in that sense um and then also i <laughs> i don't think we value it either i, I don't think I, addiction is a symptom of a greater mm. issue so really yeah i i think it has to do with people sacrificing themselves and helping others at what age do you think that you start seeing signs of mental health issues generally oh um (laughs) that's an interesting question because it depends on the disorder i mean it's every disorder is like very it's you can have comorbidities you can have disorders Mm -hmm. that overlap but usually it most stems from trauma so what you know What's interesting about addiction is like when someone starts using, mm-hmm. it's usually because of some traumatic event or something that's happened to them in their life that compresses and, and that's their only release or that's their only way out. Yeah. And once you start using, you stop develop developing at that age. So say someone starts using drugs at 16 and they don't get clean until they're 26. You're working with someone who is emotionally developed as a 16-year-old. They are not a 26-year-old emotionally. They haven't yeah. developed past that trauma or that thing that that kept them there in that place. And they're also reliving what 16 looked like. Yeah. That's the interesting part about the mind, is it? simultaneously keeps you stuck in the place in which you were traumatized but then also that becomes a way of comforting you as well mm-hmm. it's very fascinating <laughs> that is um what was I, something about a trauma that you said reminded me of uh was the new york times that reported it that emotional and physical abuse reporting went up for children during the last year. Oh, I don't. That doesn't surprise me at all. And I was thinking, yeah, because it makes sense. If you're in a room with a raccoon for a minute, you could probably get away from the raccoon. The raccoon's not going to bite you. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a raccoon, I mean, a raccoon infested room for a year, something's going to happen, probably. Mm-hmm. More than likely, you're going to get bit. Yeah. So. <clears throat> what was that in reference to? Quarantining together. Oh, okay. Which. I think you get stir crazy staying in indoors with somebody. Our mental health is at an all time low. I mean, I look on social media and I can't tell you how many times I've seen people, you know, say, rest in peace. I loved you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so sad you took your own life. You know, things like that. I mean, it makes sense, though, that this is the what we're dealing with. Yeah. Because how depressing is it for your entire life to stop? I mean, yes, all our lives stopped. We're all in this together, but that doesn't, that shouldn't negate the fact that it's horrific and that we're not living the way that we need to be living in order to be healthy. Um, Yeah, there, I think that we're going to be seeing the, the, the craziest thing about COVID is not COVID itself. It's like, gonna be the aftermath of what Mm -hmm. it all means how it all unfolds um the the people that i think are the most just they're gonna be traumatized the most are kids 100 percent. yeah because me as an adult as much as i feel like i got you know two years of my life sort of messed up 
you know, I didn't have to go to school. I didn't like fall behind in my classes. I didn't, that's a, I, you know, I don't, I am now an adult. So like, I'm kind of happy when I don't have to see people. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm like, good. I don't have an excuse to go see my friends. I hate them. <laughs> it makes sense though. Cause that, like two years is a fraction of your life. Yeah. But to a, an elementary aged kid, oh, it's two years a, is a quarter of your life. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, um, it's the age old question of, you know, do we sacrifice a few for the greater for the greater good, or do we sacrifice everyone? I, you know, it, it, yeah. it's it's indiscriminately put everyone on the chopping block. Yeah, I I can't imagine. I honestly like. Can you imagine if we went through this when we were like ten or something? I would have been at home playing Nintendo 64 all day. We would be so underdeveloped. (laughs) And I think that's what's going to end up happening is people are going to be underdeveloped. Younger people, not us. Well, already, there was all, we were already heading in that direction because of social media and, and the fact that you, you know, no, no child these days, you know, is having, they're not being properly socialized. They just aren't. And, that's really sad. <laughs> and these are the kids. Gen Z is going to take care of us when we're like old and need our diapers changed. So like. <laughs> I don't want to be hooked up to like a respirator and I see some kid doing TikTok dances. <laughs> You're going to be part of someone's TikTok. Like, oh, God. <laughs> old man's dying, but look at his nightgown. It's fresh. Like. That's another thing is like how exploitative all, you know, social media is too. people just put their lives online and they don't like second guess it. Like me, I'm a, I'm paranoid as hell. I'm Mm -hmm. a very private person. I may talk a lot about my life, but when it, when it comes down to it, like, I don't want my privacy invaded. I don't want people knowing certain things and. People just like haphazardly put everything online. Yeah. But I'm like, what are you thinking? Your your like great grandchildren are gonna be able to find this. Oh, and they're gonna at... be so embarrassed. Or if not embarrassment, just it's it's gonna be like blackmail or something. I don't know. I do wanna see kids running for politics like in twenty years, like uh-huh. fifteen year olds now when uh-huh. they're running for the office. Oh yeah. They hit 35, that perfect age. It's going to be uh, uh, back in 2022. You said uh, yeah. thoughties uh, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Like you said this remark about this thing or you supported Jada Smith uh, abusing her husband. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. And there's a paper trail because oh, it doesn't go man. away. Let me do you want to talk about Will Smith? <laughs> Let's do it. Oh my God, I, I, I can I give so you my much. two cents? Can I give you my yes, two cents? Yes, give it to me. <laughs> I I saw her her table talk when she was saying she got an entanglement, which was uh, what entangled in sheets or <laughs> I fell onto his dick like, at my mouth slowly. And she Is that made what you meant? she made Will Smith sit through this fucking like she dragged him through the mud and yeah. and he just sat there and went uh huh, and when he said a relationship. You got in a relationship, she said, an entanglement. And she never took ownership of her mistakes. And yeah. Then he said, your transgressions. And she goes, my transgressions? No, it's, it was my looking for happiness. So she has like this, I don't know, delusional sense of what people are worth around her. But as soon as she gave Will Smith that fucking look, he's like, I better go do something or she's going to abuse me when i get home yeah. and i don't know in what way emotionally yeah, yeah, yeah psychologically yeah, yeah. and i think he acted out of fear I you do. you hit the nail on the head that is an emotionally abused man 100 percent. and she has embarrassed him in ways that are like unforgivable that that red table talk i watched that that was her that was horrific you're right she took no accountability and um she basically wants to have her cake and eat it too you know she wants like the family life she Mm -hmm. wants you know the movie star husband she wants the kids that are successful she wants to be loved and adored but um 
she doesn't want to want to give anything back. Yeah. And I, I just see him as someone who's like so broken. And I was watching, I was reading some article kind of about their upbringings and he was talking, he was talking to some reporter or something about how he grew up in a very traditional, <clears throat> a traditional household. So therefore, you know, like cheating and all of that, or like going outside of the marriage is like a big no, no. Yeah. And she grew up, in a very different household where that was like okay or something mm-hmm. uh, something along those lines and i was like okay so that's like sort of the origin story of y'all's problems but um i think the biggest problem that we all see now is that like that man doesn't stand up for himself like him standing up for her it she doesn't obviously she doesn't need that she doesn't need to be stood up for yeah you know if she had a problem she could have you know made a comment herself um but looking to him to sort of like protect her or something in that way is um very 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 unfair considering you know it it was a really fucking lame joke that was like the lamest joke. It was, and you know, Chris Rock didn't even write it. That's the the messed up part. He had no responsibility for coming up with it. Yeah. But. Do you think it was staged? You don't think it was staged, nah, right? That's just outrageous. That's such bad publicity. And I think Chris Rock handled it really, really well. And I do too. And it would have just it, people laughed when he got slapped, and they thought it was part of it. Mm-hmm. And he even didn't make a comment about mm-hmm. it. And as soon as Will Smith started yelling at him, that's when it became a problem. Mm-hmm. It would have just been like a meme. Well, it's a meme now, but it's a meme for the wrong reason. Yeah. Um. I'm very traditional. So, like, me, the idea of, like, someone having an open marriage is, like, a very foreign concept for me. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like obviously it's not working if you get that upset over someone making a harmless comment you know that's what i mean it's like they're like unhappily married yeah wouldn't you just get a divorce i don't understand the uh, the the point of the open marriage thing what what's what's the point of staying together to not be together that um, it could vary for every every couple but for i them, want someone to explain this to me someone who who lives a more free and floating life than i do we because should, we should find someone who we should polygamist. we should but i i don't know i feel bad for will smith <coughs> poor fucking guy is getting he's a battered wife <laughs> i mean look at him he's an empty shell of a man like there used to be so much liveliness and ever since then it's just kind of been like yeah eh. Yeah, I don't. I someone references children and how they're like kind of a mess too. I I don't know. I I don't keep up with like that family or anything. Uh, but the son shaved his eyebrows and he looked kind of odd for a while. Huh. <laughs> they're part of that whole Gen Z thing where they're kind of little oddballs. Oh, okay. So they yeah. they ride the trends. I mean, they're not my kids. They're not my problem. Mm-mm. No. But. So the the. I remember, like, the first Red Table talk I ever saw was, like, a few, what, like, three or four years, wait, was it three or four years ago? It was when Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy Mm -hmm. cheated with Kylie Jenner's best friend or something. That was the first Table Talk I ever um, watched. And my entire takeaway from that is, one, who cares and True. um two uh huh <laughs> like what i didn't i didn't understand there what's the cheating part yeah. she like touched him inappropriately i mean okay i'm sure he has like eight other girlfriends that chloe's aware of so <laughs> i don't know he has another kid that's on the way <clears throat> oh i heard about that yeah. see now that fascinates me because i'm like she's 
she's really she's tried for many years to like pull that together mm-hmm. to really get him to be like a family man just give it up the dude's not a family man he's not he has he, no interest he wasn't he had no interest in the first kid he had yeah. he has no interest in this kid or in the other kids or in yeah or in the <laughs> other kids he's kind of like you know a taller darker taiga you know I, I, you know, or maybe te- maybe that's a little mean, but what what I'm saying basically is that there, you know, it's like DJ Khaled, another one. Like it's just gonna be another. <laughs> it's gonna be another one. Surprisingly, though, DJ Khaled, really great dad. Yeah, he is. So yeah, I've I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. No, I mean, just some men are not fathers. They may be fathers they may yeah. be dads but they are it's not in them to do fatherly things and that's really sad because yeah. women think that they can have children with men that have no interest in that and and somehow it's gonna like change them but i've changed my view on this a little bit i truly believe like if you want kids this is for all my women out there if you want kids find a man that before you have kids says he wants kids as well mm-hmm. don't 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 find a man that's like well maybe or you know way off in the future or you yeah. know find someone who talks lovingly about like what it would be like to be a father and listen to him yeah. listen to what he says and how he would interact with that child or children because that's so indicative of <laughs> what Someone who's going to be Yeah, someone who's going to be involved. And in, instead of someone who's just out to lunch. and Swaps out for the running shoes and the seven-inch seam shorts with the tucked-in polo. And it, the worst thing about all of that is it's such a stereotype. Like, it's such a stereotype, men running out on women. Like, getting them mm-hmm. pregnant and running out on them. Um, But it's also really a symptom of kind of this culture. And it doesn't surprise me that celebrities deal with this because think about what they're in they're in this bubble of seduction he probably has women sliding into his dms every minute of every hour and that's sad that jada replies back though i'll tell you that (laughs) did you see the dude she cheated on him Mm -mm. he looks like a lost migo he looks like he belongs in the migos just really like out there hair and really? gold chains and trying to be a rapper and I was like, Who is this guy? I didn't even know who it was. <laughs> like... I I have a lot to say also. Now I see here's the thing, is like I don't I've really only ever seen like one episode of the Kardashians and I don't really care about them in general. But can we just talk about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson? I love them. I hate him so much. <laughs> He looked like the best meme I ever saw the other day was like someone saying like when he takes off his shirt, like all his tattoos look like the writing of like the desk you'd find in detention. Yeah. It's so good. It's true, though. It's so true. I yeah. don't like him personally. I, what What is it? A, I have a friend, a guy friend, and he was like, yeah, I like him. He's got he's like he's funny. He's got good energy. Oh, he's not funny at all. No, he's not funny at all. I'm like, what's the attraction? I think Kanye's way funnier <laughs> without even trying. I don't know what it is about him because he was dating Ariana Grande. But before her, oh. he was I think he was engaged to Larry David's daughter. No. I think so. Really? Yeah. And and um, I think he left her for Ariana Grande. I mean, why do you want to date a 27-year-old woman who looks like 12, wears oversized sweaters, and and when I, I have my own opinions on Ariana Grande. I think she's a waste of talent, unfortunately. Really? She's, you don't think she has a great voice? She has a great voice. She has a beautiful voice. But the music she puts out is shit. Oh, I could kind of agree with you on that. I mean, she loves show tunes, and I would love to see her in a play or mm-hmm. some kind of thing, mm-hmm. but said she makes this, like talk rap and i don't like the over sexualization either like she kind of has she she has she straddles the line of like cutesy baby doll but then also like but i'm sexy i'm a sexy vixen and let me tell you i hate that ponytail i want to rip it (laughs) off her head because i know it's fake i know it's fake it has to be 
I I don't li- I don't like the high pony. Looks a little weird to me. Anyways, <sighs> Pete Davidson. We'll go. <laughs> so I I don't know what it is, but it seems like like uh, I think the reason why I like Pete Davidson with Kim Kardashian is because it's a step up from what she was in. But at the same time, Kim Kardashian needs to do better. She, I think she's following that trend that her sisters are in, mm-hmm. where there uh, was Courtney's dating Travis Barker, mm-hmm. and they were neighbors. And it makes sense; they got to know each other. They're from they're both in Calabasas. They mm-hmm. fell in love. They look cute together. I like them. But whatever. I actually like them as a couple. the whole, The reason why I'm disappointed in Kim is because she's basically just gone from one mentally ill man to another. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Can like that must be her attraction. Like she must just love mentally ill men. And he's he's openly said that he has mental health issues. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Kanye's mental illness is far more interesting. I, I followed him on Instagram because I was just I I strapped in us. Let's go for a ride. Yeah. But I don't know. Pete Davidson's like very. He gives me like fuckboy vibes. Because he is a fuckboy. But but in like the dirty like STD way, like in the probably okay. Well, yeah, that's why I don't like him. I also he's not funny, and I also think he ruined SNL. Like, <laughs> I think him and a couple other people that they hired just totally tanked SNL. <laughs> it was already yeah. it was already on like a downward spiral, and then it like crashed and burned as soon as. <laughs> They, I, they hired him. I think the only thing holding up SNL right now is Michael Che and Colin Jost. And their weekend update, when they swap jokes, is, is my favorite I part. I can't stand Colin Jost. Why? I cannot stand him. Because he's a four he and he got such with a, a ten? He has such a punchable face. <laughs> like, just such a, like, I just want to punch him. And here's the, the crazy thing, is that dude is with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. That's insane. That's like honestly, miracles can happen. <laughs> like there is, he's, he's there what is gives a lord. <laughs> there Cause, is because he's like a four. Oh, he's a honey. He's not a four. He's like a two. Yeah, he's, a, he's a two. Maybe he's a two. Ah, uh, oh god. What do you think about Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox? Do you think that works? Okay, I think Megan Fox is. Oh, God, I don't want to say this because I really do like her a lot. But I think she's kind of become like a caricature of her character on um, in that movie. Uh, the, this is 40? Huh? Which one? The the one where she they like sacrifice her. And oh, Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body. That yeah. One. yeah, I feel like she's just like reliving that movie in her real life. Maybe. You know, which is why she was so perfect for that role. But, uh, like, her weird, like, I drink your blood, like, posts and stuff like that about him. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? This is, this is, I know she's just doing it to be, like, edgy and to be kind of the cool girl. But she already is. She The thing yeah. about her is she doesn't have to try. She's beautiful. She's in shape. You know, I would love to see her, like, She'd be so much sexier to me if she actually, like, showed pictures and, like, had photos of her, like, as a mom, you know? Or, like, doing daily Megan Fox things. Like, oh, she's in, like, a really expensive outfit, but she's, like, in the grocery store picking out oatmeal or something. Like, to me, that's sexy. That's, you know, I think she's been in that Hollywood bubble for so long that she doesn't really understand necessarily she's been a commodity like she's been you know the apple of everyone's eye and that's great and everything but you kind of lose touch with like what really what like sexiness is or like what attraction is and i think machine gun kelly is a total tool (laughs) well yeah i don't i i find him um Like an overgrown middle schooler, and I hate his tattoos. Yeah, like he to me, he's got like the same like Pete Davidson tattoos. Also, I can't respect a man that doesn't have chest hair. Like not even like one, like like, like hair one, on a nipple or anything. No, you, there's no there's no chest hair on him. Does he even drink whiskey? Like what? Does he know how to 
shoot a gun? Like what? I I don't know what it is about him. Like he, mm-hmm. I don't think he was that great in rap and in pop punk. Like I think the only reason why he has the level of success is because he's with Travis Barker. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Because so. Travis Barker actually has talent. Oh yeah, and he he can make shit turn into gold. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you're familiar with Ken, uh, Kenny Hoopla. Sounds like familiar. Pop punk group. Mm, I'm not a, really into pop, to be honest with you. I I got away from the pop punk thing in like middle school, but I'll dabble. I'll go back and listen to Blink One Eighty Two. The last pop punk or any anything in that genre was Angels and Airwaves for me. Ugh. I know, I know. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. I I sort of watched it devolve, like Tom DeLonge devolve, and then I was like, you know what? I think this genre is dead. <laughs> I'm gonna move on. Tom DeLonge is something else. What? He's something else. Like he's just out there. He freaks me out a little. Tom DeLonge? Yeah. Oh, I had such a crush on him. I he was my favorite out of the group. I had such a crush. I was like, I remember thinking like, I'm gonna date a guy just like him, and he's gonna be in a band. <laughs> And he's gonna have like the same inflection in his voice and the same hair and you like that like marble in the mouth rolling it around. Yeah, I like that. Oh. I like that. Well, okay, think about it. I don't know. Do you remember like um, all American rejects and like all? That's basically like all of what my group age group of girls listened to when we were like ten. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I hate was... all American Oh, <laughs> I, I, you know, yellow card. I look back and I'm like, oh, this is so innocent and sweet. Uh, what? Anyways, he was really in AFI and like he was going through his like emo punk phase. And then that's like what turned me on to like my emo punk phase. And that those were the days when, when you had LimeWire. So he would like yeah. send me songs and stuff all the time to like put in my Apple iTunes playlist. Boy sent you a virus. I'm pretty sure that's the reason why that computer crashed. <laughs> I'm almost positive. Um, not AFI. A. Uh, Start with an A. Yeah, A. A perfect circle. Alexis on fire. Other bands with the letter A. LFO. 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 New kids on the block. You know the the last dude that the Chinese food makes me sick. Jesus (laughs) Christ! You know there's there's only one guy left from the band. I know. I know. And that dude has a emo punk label. No way. Yeah. Ironically enough. How did I get AFI and LFO mixed up? I'm seriously NWA. You know, it's all the same. It's like (laughs) I can't. I don't do well with acronyms. But anyways. I got their autograph. I saw them at the fair. I was so excited because, you know, they were cute. And, like, that's kind of cool now since, like, most of them are gone. Yeah. So I have that memory. I don't know if I still have the autograph, though. Um, but my first ever concert, believe it or not, was I was five years old. And I dressed up like her. Uh, I went to Spice Girls. Wow. I dressed up like Baby Spice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you were blonde back yeah, then, right? Yeah, pretty much. And my stepsister dressed up as posh. <clears throat> and I think that that was like their really famous Los Angeles, like Hollywood Bowl or something mm-hmm. like, something along those lines. God damn it. That happens every day. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Do you think it's fun when the girls <clears throat> stop by for the summer? I do. I do. I have like <clears throat> phlegm. Just make sure to cut that out. <laughs> it's all the milk. It is, dude. They were iconic, though. Like, all those bands, as bad as they were, that's the thing about them is that, like, you go back in time. You you yeah. you time travel to the time where you, like, first heard that song. And it just, like, takes you back to that feel of the 90s where, like, I don't know, you hop in 
someone's car and you, you know, they put on their cassette or their CD or something and you hear a song and it like captivates you and you're like, oh, what is this? That happened to me on my drive. I was listening to uh, 98 Degrees. Oh my God. Okay. Can I just tell you, my mom loves them. She has their (laughs) Christmas CD and she makes me listen to it every single Christmas. She plays it in July too, right? We have played it in July, but oh, she loves them. She apps and it's funny because like I liked them. I always used to say like 98 degrees way better than NSYNC. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not a I'm not an NSYNC. I mean, I I was into them, but like I wasn't into them the way that I was into 98 degrees. I had a random question. I always ask someone this like everyone. And I don't think I've ever asked you. A gymnasium, mm-hmm. basketball gymnasium, doors chained locked. In sync versus Backstreet Boys, fist fight to the death. Who wins? Mm. I think I want to say back Backstreet Boys. That's yeah, the right answer. yeah. I don't think In Sync. I don't know. Like, okay. I have so many feels about Justin Timberlake, and here they are. I'm gonna spill it all out here. That guy gives me creep vibes. Like, he's always given me creep vibes. And then when all those allegations about him cheating on Jessica Biel came out, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, this isn't shocking news. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like, according to a lot of his, like, co-stars and stuff in film, um, he's a slime bag. Like, he's really inappropriate. Like, Mila Kunis talked a lot about this because they did that, like, Friends with Benefits yeah, yeah. movie or something like that how like he kept on trying to like get with her or like hit on her or whatever and she was like really uncomfortable and i love mila kunis so anything that she says i believe <laughs> but um yeah, this was he... during the mccully years huh <clears throat> definitely yeah. yeah yeah and you know what i so appreciate her because like i bet you she loves ashton kutcher as much as she loved macaulay culkin like i truly believe that that girl loves a man's heart you know what i mean like she's not just with ashton kutcher because he's gorgeous she's with him because like they have shared history and they kind of grew up together and you know he's guy's a fucking genius yeah he is a genius he's also like holy moly she was on uh on howard stern and they brought up macaulay culkin and she had nothing negative to say about him oh she's a sweetheart she is pure 100 percent class that's why i absolutely adore her so when she says justin timberlake's a creep and she you know is I, I, this is my verification that he's a creep. <laughs> also, Jessica Peel's gorgeous, but like, she's always seemed like someone who doesn't have like a lot of self confidence. So it kind of makes their relationship was like always weird to me because I'm like, mm. she's like a 10 and he's like a one. Like, what is going on here? But it makes sense. If you're a woman and you don't see your beauty, you don't, you don't see who you are, what yeah. you're worth. <clears throat> you, you date once. I mean, <laughs> that's like what, Scarlett and Johansson. then you marry him. <laughs> that's what happens. Like, I don't know. I, it's like Hollywood's weird, but I'm very opinionated for someone who gives zero craps about any of this stuff. I don't care, but I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that's how it is. Like, I, I will tell you. I will tell you. Did you like Justin Timberlake's music at all? No. Hmm. No. Um, this is where I feel like like we can't can't agree on this. Well, one. okay. His one song that I think is like classic, and the reason why I like it is because it's classic, is "Cry Me a River." Like, that's the only classic song. So you like the Timberland work then? I do. I, I like. Well, that's a th- he made that song. Okay, if it was just Justin Timberlake, it would be. It would be crap. <laughs> I've always loved everything that he did with Pharrell. Like, if Pharrell touched it, I loved it. Oh, I don't think I've heard a lot of that stuff. Senorita. That was... Oh, I hate that song. Oh, I, I hate this, that song. We need to end this now. This no. This I don't know. You want to know why? Because I thought it was, like, so cringe. Because he's... He's... I have more mexican inflection in my voice than he does <laughs> so he's cringy well that's true you, do have you know like... when you when you touch on a culture you kind of have to like make a joke out of it a little bit especially when you're not a part of that culture but yeah. you grew up around it so like 
I always, you know, do my little cholita inflection, you uh, know. Yeah. You it's natural for you. It is. It really is, but like I I have to be funny about it because other if you're not, it's like super offensive. It's not it's cringy. I already when see it. it. I don't know. You used to be that white girl that hung out with the cholas and you had the pencil thin eyebrow and I did have pencil thin eyebrows. crunchy like fucking aquanet hair. I didn't have Aquanet hair. And you used to say, instead of calling the teacher by his lesson, you go, Mr. Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's true, too. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I lo- I absolutely adore Mexican culture. I really do. I really do. I, I, I believe you because you, you know a couple. You know a thing or two about a thing or two about I, Mexicans. I, I do. I do. And, and there's, I you know, I always felt so welcome and loved whenever i'd step into a friend's home mm-hmm. and they, you know they have all their abuelas and their, <laughs> their <laughs> and all the kids running around and you know like I, I mean i think i just got socialized so much because you know my stepmom is she's half mm-hmm. and um you know she had a, a a lot of friends and worked with a lot of people and so growing up, you know, you'd get invited to, you know, quinceañeras and, you know, just Tuesday parties, you know, just a yeah. random Tuesday. Two in the morning. <laughs> and then they'd like partying till four. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. It's fun, man. It's And also Mexican food is like my favorite food hands down. 100%. I think if you're an LA native, I think that's your like go-to mm-hmm. cuisine. Like tacos heal me. They heal my soul. <laughs> When I'm sad, give me a taco and then I'm happy again. Here's a here's what's gonna make you or break you. Where's your favorite taco place? It's a it's a truck. It's not a place. Okay. It's a truck. Okay. That it's in sense. Pasadena and it's in front of a car part. <laughs> they always park in front of this like this like tire car part place. I know, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that is the best truck to go to when you've been in Pasadena drinking. And you just need to like something to absorb all the alcohol, but like also you're like I don't want McDonald's or anything. I want good tacos. Their tacos are bomb. They give me heartburn. They're so good. <laughs> but you'll, you'll they're do. so good. I will, I always order like more. Like I order to go to go. Like uh, I'll get like three tacos for the night, but then mm-hmm. I'll order like five more, knowing that I'm gonna eat them like the next day. For lunch or something because I, yeah. I you know the line is always like super long and yeah <laughs> i've kind of shied away from taco trucks because they always gave me food poisoning like i always got sick after really you. yeah interesting so i've kind of always stuck to king taco oh i love king taco yeah, yeah. there's there's a taco king here oh i saw that yeah and, uh, i don't know about that it one. looks grimy but it's really good is it yeah okay then so, i'll try it my thing is the more the grimier the better well, of course. If it's yeah. like a, that's why the trucks are kind of my thing because, you know, it's like the idea of eating food from a moving vehicle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like that's grimy within itself. Yeah. But um, you know, just as long as it's not like sushi or something, you're good. <laughs> I just I don't know. Maybe I got too weak of a stomach. I don't know. Maybe it was just too. Greasy. Then again, I haven't been there in years. That was like my early to mid twenties go to. I don't know if they're like their quality is still pretty good, but I would assume. I mean, they were, I mean, that place was, it would be two in the morning and they'd have a line all the way down the street. People just like, oh, we're done drinking. Okay, let's get tacos. I saw in Fair Oaks. I forget the name of the place that they park in front of, but. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This is, I was going to say it's on Fair Oaks. Yeah. My, um, my my buddy from Victoria's Secret, he took us to this place called Taco La Estrella mm-hmm. in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Best tacos in Pasadena, I think, mm-hmm. on like eastern Pasadena. Got gangbanged there, so I won't go back. It's some uh, interesting stories. That's Uh-oh. a story outside the podcast. Uh-oh. Later. Uh-oh. But you're not using a coaster? <laughs> on, on a cloth 
something. I like this like Cinco de Mayo <laughs> decor that you have, but really this is just like everyday decor for you. Yeah. But for me, it's Cinco de Mayo decor because I I was gonna get this like matted, mm-hmm. but instead I was like, let me just do the the blanket. No, I like it. So, I like it. Do you know what this is called? Serape. There you go. Wow, I'm impressed. I know you have one hanging around somewhere too. I do, <laughs> but mine's a little bit more Native American looking, like authentic. It, it it's fancy. yeah, it's got kind of the um. Yeah, I don't know how to. I, the thing is, is like this style has been ripped off so much. Like I think I have a Pendleton blanket with this kind of style on it. That's how I know you are, Troll. You got, you got Pendletons, too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, um, do you want to wrap it up yeah, on this one? Yeah, definitely. This one was, I was longer than I thought it was going to be. No, I mean, I had so much fun talking. <laughs> I, I always you, have fun talking. You could always like, talk. The, the pop culture is just, like, the funniest because, like, I'm the worst person to talk to about pop culture, but I have all of these opinions. Yeah, because you didn't know who Migos were, but no. you just rolled with it. Yeah. You're willing to learn. I am. Oh, uh, do you want to leave a song off with a song? Um, We'll just plug it in. uh, Justin Timberlake song? 98 Degrees song? Summer Girls by LFO. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Desperate Pleasures podcast. Please rate, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you listen to and share with a friend. The Desperate Pleasures podcast is recorded in Los Angeles County, California, with the help of our marketing coordinator, writer, and co-host, John Marquez. Editing, writing, and artwork is done by Daniel Garcia, and that's me, and this is all my fault.